Oh, we're about a minute late, but what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Geek Boutique Podcast. That's right. You're not seeing things. It's just me and Jeff tonight. Just these old two nerds. We're going to be just shooting the you-know-what tonight. There's a bunch of stuff going on in geekdom. There's already people in the chat. Keith is already here. How's it going, Keith? Uh, group, well, he, he's on as collaborated cosplay, but our friend Steve <laughs> Lunder is, is also it, in the chat. Yet. Yes, we said we're a minute late. We're here. We're here. No, but but he said that at 630. <laughs> Actually, you know what? 621 is when he said that. Settle down, Steve. Settle down. Yeah, so... Uh, oh, producer Jen, all proud. My boys. Oh, there you go. My boys. Yeah, there's a lot of nerdy stuff going on. There's a ton of nerdy stuff going on. It's and like when it's... we're trying to figure out what are we going to talk about, it's like, well, why don't we just talk about everything? Because it feels like it hasn't been just me and you for a while with the been. comments. So I feel like it's time to have one of those nights where <laughs> you people in the comments are, are really going to drive the conversation and direct what we're talking about. But we do have some stuff we do want to talk about. We mentioned a little bit of it in our technical difficulties pre-show on Instagram, mm -hmm. 50 minutes we go live on Instagram. If you didn't know, check us out, Geeks of Co. at Messiah Complex Cosplay. Um, how's it going? So good. Are you kidding me? Again, we talked about it on the pre-show. A bit of an emotional roller coaster today. We will not be giving away any spoilers, but hot diggity dog, that Star Trek Picard show wrung me out like you remember those old uh clothes washers the, they would put the the clothes in there'd be two rollers they would just crank that shit through that, that's 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 what Star Trek Picard did to me today in a good way don't misunderstand but my lord did this old man weep like a hungry angry baby mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Woo! I don't, so, yeah. don't want to get into the details of no, what happened in this episode anything. just for the Nothing. people that didn't watch it right. if you do want the spoilers go watch our after show uh which by the way i don't know if megan is watching but the after show should be on the drive now uh so tomorrow the after show should be out uh go watch our after show we go into all the details we talk about yes that's right this episode made both of us cry uh, and no we didn't watch it together um it was something else uh, we can't hear you anymore for some reason. we should we should, oh, we should watch the last one somehow and just just hold each other and weep uncontrollably as the whole thing comes to an end yeah i mean uh maybe we should do like a um a live maybe, watch yeah a watch party yeah, or yeah, whatnot yeah. and we can just uh, cry together and everybody yeah i mean we should go live on youtube while we do it and people could just watch our reactions as we Maybe Watch two maybe old cis what, white guys sob into the camera. Maybe that's what next week's podcast should be. Maybe it's not an actual podcast. Maybe we just sit down and we watch, and watch the last Picard. episode of Picard yeah. together. Yep. And anybody else that wants to join us that's been that's watching right. Picard this year can join Done. us. As, I think what? that's a, you know what legit. I think that's a great idea if we do so, a live watch party. I don't know if we'll get away with it on YouTube, but we should absolutely do that. I for sure. Um, I don't. Again, I don't want to get into specific details. But no, of course. Picard, and we've talked about this, I think, week over week now. It's done this thing where it's been able to take nostalgia, put it in a box, wrap it up with a bow, and Amazon it right to our fucking laps every week. And I don't want to presume here because I don't want to talk for everybody. Okay, but the state of 
Star Trek fandom has not been anywhere near what it was back in the days of Next Gen. Let's be honest. There's a lot of division in the fandom. There's a lot of people that don't like this and they hate that and they love this, but right? I'm one of them. Yeah, I don't like everything that Star Trek makes. But this show, I think, is universally loved. I don't see it is now. anybody talking shit about this show. It is amazing. This is what Star Trek is about, as far as I'm concerned. What this show is doing to us and how it's making us feel like kids again is what Star Trek was meant to do, make you feel like a kid. And this show is doing that again. And it took 30 years for them to do that for us again. And now that they're finally doing it to us, it's over. And if you want more along that line of thought, that train of thought, check out the after show starring JS and I every week. We just shot this one today, like not what three hours ago, not even three hours ago. It will likely be up tomorrow. Thanks to editor Megan. So yeah, definitely go watch that. If you want all of our thoughts and feelings Mm. on Picard, not just this episode, but Picard overall. Uh, But we are going to talk some other geek stuff here, kids. Uh, one thing I wanted to make, uh, put out for our DC guys is I saw someone in the chat. I think it was Megan said the Marvels. We're going to talk about the Marvels. That trailer just dropped. Uh, that, that actually, you know what? I, I have some thoughts on both sides of the fence on that, but on the DC side of things, there has been some defined, sorry, some definitive news. Uh, the voice cast has been announced for DC studios planned animated series, creature commandos. This is essentially this, the first effort by James Gunn and his producing partner, Peter Safran, for the new DCU timeline. It will come out in 2024, so it will be out before Superman Legacy, before the Batman sequel. It will start out as animated, but Gunn has been very, very clear. Even though this is an animated show, everybody that's being cast as a voice actor, has the potential to be on screen as these characters as well. They will appear in live action as well. So the human looking guy there is Rick Flagg Sr. He's going to be played by Frank Grillo. If that name sounds familiar, Frank Grillo was Crossbones in the MCU. A recent article came out with Frank Grillo saying that he feels his character in the MCU was kind of shortchanged, that they could have done a lot more with, with Crossbones and didn't. And especially decided, in that uh, Winter Soldier world and Civil War, Frank Willow and Civil War, you know, uh, Crossbones fit perfectly in yeah. that style. And and I, I don't disagree with them. Right. I feel like he could have been much, much more. And it was treated a bit as a throwaway thing. Well, and for uh, spoiler alert, by the way, in the Civil War comics, Captain America ends up being shot and killed. Mm-hmm. by crossbones <laughs> yeah that's how important yeah. that character was in those stories in the comics so grillo finally had enough and he's made the jump to dc he's gonna be portraying rick flag senior in creature commandos uh zoe chow is nina mazurski alan tudyk uh of i mean i mean hell alan tudyk's been in everything at this point uh dr phosphorus david harbour from stranger things is eric frankenstein indira varma from game of thrones uh she is the bride Sean Gunn, the brother of James Gunn, is both G.I. Robot and Weasel, and Maria Bakalova as the new character, Princess Ilana Rostovic. 
you will also uh, hear from Stephen Aggie and Viola Davis reprising their Peacemaker and the Suicide Squad roles of Amanda Waller and John Economos, respectively. So Gunn wrote all the Espo episodes. He's directing some of them along with the initial recordings. This is part of what Chapter 1 of the new DCU is supposed to be. So that is now confirmed. That is the cast for that particular show. Uh, let us know what you guys think. I want yeah, this from my understanding Agreed? is canon. Correct. This is the uh, first official project of the DCU. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Frank Grillo was absolutely shortchanged. Yeah, I agree. I've enjoyed pretty much everything I've seen Grillo in. Um, and he is a legit, he's a legit badass too. Like he is a legit mm. tough guy. Um, it would be nice to see him in a media role where they give him more things to do mm -hmm. for um, sure. I just want to take a quick break here and come back here because Tanith also says that her brother refuses to watch Picard. He's missing out because it's, I think, some of the best Star Trek ever. And Megan is saying, I, pre I personally appreciate the nostalgia isn't only the fan service, also fits and moves the plot forward. It does. Terry Metalis is ridiculous. I don't know where he came out of, but he reminds me of Dave Filoni. Anyway. So this is interesting to me. I um I didn't know this property before, um before they announced it just recently. Um, I still don't really know who most of these characters are. Um, I didn't realize that Rick Flag was Rick Flag Jr. and that there was a Rick Flag Senior. Nor did I. Uh, when I saw these <clears throat> images originally, I assumed it was there was just the one Rick Flag. I got you. Yep. Um, so, um, so this is happening in, well, no, it's, it's, it's DCU now. It's the new DCU. So it's, it's the new continuity. It's the separate. post flash new continuity. This will start right. with the build and lead into Superman legacy as far as that goes. So Superman legacy is the real kickoff of the DCU, but this does take place beforehand. This is the first official project of the dcu so we will see what happens i mean looking at it it definitely has some guardian vibes to it for sure mm -hmm. um it's it's a wonky group of misfit characters that have to get together and and i'm assuming you know fight bad guys and solve mysteries and that kind of shit so mm -hmm. it feels very doom patrol for me very doom patrol very very um, doom patrol, yes which Agreed. almost makes me disappointed that if they were going to do a big project like this that it wouldn't be the doom patrol considering we're already know them a little bit and some people yep. have already started building some attachment with some of these characters like yep. i i don't know i mean i hope nope. this works i agree and, and I, I think I, it's I, pretty I obvious that the doom patrol tv show took place in an alternate you know like it clearly was not happening in the main dceu especially since mm -hmm. there was um not cyclops jesus wept cyborg totally different cyborg so clearly it's mm -hmm. not that was not so it could be incorporated parts of it could like we could get the doom patrol and it could be something similar to or the doom patrol that we know yeah i mean it might i mean we, we don't really know right as no, i guess is the know. point um and like i said i hope it works i am I gonna be curious to find out where in the timeline it falls with the rest of the dcu right is this going to be in the same time period as the superman movie we're getting is it going to be in the same time period as any of the other movies that we're getting or is this going to be like in the past right yeah. in the 50s or 40s or 20s or I, whatever I it is don't know i'm and, not familiar enough with the property to be able to be like yeah it's going to be blah i don't know yeah it, it, it it'll be interesting to see because i i don't know i i i like the concept yes, so i also uh 
<laughs> collaborated cosplay is saying Doom Patrol was really good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, me too, Steve. I, I, I it was w- weird, kooky, fun. And Titans, yeah, loved it. I loved yeah, both too. shows. I know yeah, a lot of too. people hated them. I loved them. No, I liked uh, them both too. Okay, season three of Titans was a little weird, and the way they did the Red Hood. You know, me being a big Red Hood fan, I wasn't super, super happy with even the portrayal of the character as a young kid like that. But I love those shows. So the second World War II. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so while it is very in the unlikely, same universe, it's not in the same time frame. Yeah, it's very unlikely, I think, that we're going to see some of these characters cross over into live action and some of the other shows. Although not impossible. Um, I, I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what uh, Groot's saying too. Uh, sorry, we're oh, fighting over no, it now. Sorry. Yeah, it was incredibly weird and kooky, but in the best way. Yeah, I could not agree more. Yeah. And, and Keith is saying the same thing. Love Doom Patrol and Titans. Sorry, they're both ending. Yeah, yeah I mean, we kind of knew that was going to happen with most of the properties that were in existence that were not going to be part of the new DCU. They were going to come to an end, much like Marvel did when they mm-hmm. ended all the Netflix shows, so they could launch their own streaming service and their own TV shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though they're bringing some of those characters back. Um, yeah, I get it for sure. No Titans as much. Uh, oh, sorry. You wanted to put Jordan's comment up there for sure. Get in there. No, I, I was trying to put Keith's comment, but then uh, Jordan came it. in and, 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 you know, clicked on it by mistake. But we could put that up as well. Um, he says he didn't like Titans. Became very bleh. That's fair. It, I, I will I, agree with you that it's not for everyone. It had a yeah. very specific tone. And if you didn't buy in, you weren't, you just, you were never going to get there. I bought in immediately. Because I already, I'm the DC guy, so I already loved all those characters so much that as soon as I saw them realized on screen and I thought they were doing a really good job portraying them, I was mm-hmm. I was in from the start. So, but I get Reader. how some people would not. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Reader saying they're the supernatural howling commandos suicide squad. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I'm, I'm getting, right? Uh, I said that before. I'm getting a very League of Extraordinary Gentlemen type vibe. Yeah, exactly. From it for sure. So, uh, Steve is saying Titans was good as as well although i dislike the teen titans animated show dude i love the teen titans i even love teen titans go the really f- silly one for little kids man me and my daughter watched that watched the shit out of that when she was young we even went to see the movie i loved it all i have a thing for the teen titans uh or for the titans in general i don't know what it is i just freaking love them i don't care which iteration from the titan the teen titans anime show to even some of the portrayal of the Titans within uh, Young Justice, that was also a banger of a series. Um, Young Justice was amazing. Yeah. So, so, so good. One of the best animated shows I've ever seen as, as how good Young Justice is for, mm-hmm. absolutely for sure. But DC is just, an, well, they haven't announced because it's been announced for a while, I guess, but they just released today. Yesterday? <laughs> they released today. I think it was yesterday. I think they released okay. a brand new trailer. Time is fluid for something that I feel like we've been waiting for for a while now. Ever since the Batman came out, right away they announced. I think maybe even before the movie came out, they had already announced that they were doing a the Penguin spinoff, and it's finally happening. Guys, if you haven't seen the trailer, the trailer looks. Dope oh, boy, shit. oh boy, I gotta be careful. Friggin' dope. Let's put it that way. Trailer looks amazing. Uh, it, I feel like it captured the. Why am I sharing twice here? There we go. 
I feel like it captured the tone of the Batman perfectly as far as what Gotham is and the art, almost art deco style of the movie. And I mean, look at this guy. He's over here. It's Colin Farrell, folks. Yeah, that's I, Man. Like, I didn't know there was a trailer for Penguin. And the cool part about this trailer is it is more of a featurette, as it says. So it's intermixed between finished shots and then behind the scenes looks mm -hmm. at how this series is being built. Because this takes place weeks to days after the Batman ends, as there's now a, a vacuum, a void of power. Now that Carmine Falcone, who play, was played by John Turturro in the film, was killed. Uh, now there's a, a struggle for for power, and mm -hmm. the I'm personally are all. I'm personally I'm very very excited for who they've cast for Salvatore Moroni. Sal Moroni is in the Batman lore one of the one of the big crime bosses. Uh, Clancy Brown has actually been cast as Salvatore Moroni in this series. If you don't know who Clancy Brown is, uh, he was the Kurgan in the original Highlander film. He is he has voiced uh, Lex Luthor numerous times in various different animated I'm trying things. To bring him up. I'm trying to bring him up. Uh, and believe it or not, he also voices Mr. Krabs on SpongeBob SquarePants. But Clancy Brown. <laughs> he does. That's right. He's, he's Mr. Does. Krabs. Yes. He is a giant man. He's intimidating. His voice is amazing. His acting is, is wonderful. Uh, him as a crime boss, as Salvatore Moroni. Uh, I think it's just going to be absolutely insanely great playing off how well Colin Farrell, you talk about someone disappearing into the role, even without the prosthetics, it, I still wouldn't know that that was Colin Farrell. I mean, just a completely different, I mean, he's an actor. That's what he's supposed to do for a living while well, he's crushing it. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I loved him in the Batman and, this trailer really has me hyped for this show. Um, my real thing is, is if we're going to have a show within the Batman world and we never see Batman, Batman never gets involved, how big crime bosses are these guys? <laughs> I have a feeling, I'm right? hoping, okay? I'm just putting this up there, putting this up to the universe. I'm hoping that this is what we thought or we were hoping we were going to get with the book of Boba Fett. Yes. With us, with a vacuum, a struggle for power in the underworld. That mm -hmm. is in this case, Gotham instead of Tatooine mm -hmm. um, between these sort of warring factions uh, trying to fill the void that, uh, that Carmine Falcone left when he died. So that's what I'm hoping we get. And I'm assuming Batman is just going to have, cause they, they have talked about, by the way, who the probable villain is for the Batman part two. And it is supposed to be Clayface. I know. So my assumption here is that he's going to be entirely too busy with whatever he's got going on to deal with whatever this little internal power structure is. And to be fair, as they did, if you've watched the Batman, they kind of make the penguin out to be not a joke per se, but I mean, he doesn't seem like a super into, he doesn't seem like the guy that would be the crime boss of all of the entire underworld in Gotham. Well, I mean, but but that's the penguin. I, I know. He's never the he's never the guy. He's never the big boss of that's right. the Gotham underworld because yeah. he's the penguin. That's right. Right? He's got the waddle, uh, he's 
know, yeah. whatever. He's, uh, you know, a, he's a pain in Batman's. Well, he well, he, I don't know that he's a joke. Um, but he's a pain in Batman's ass. But you know, he's never going to be Carmine Falcone. Basically, as much as he wants to be the Batman one point five. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I kind of hope that that's what we're gonna. And and this is where my hopes lie. Is if this is picking up right after the Batman. I hope this is a movie that will take us from Batman, from the Batman to, do we even know what they're calling part two? Yeah, part, is it going to yeah, be the yeah. Batman two? The Batman part two or chapter two, maybe something along those lines. Okay. Well, anyway, I hope it's going to be that bridge style. Of That's my assumption. That's what it that would will be, tell sure. us a story that connects the first movie to the second movie. Of course. That maybe doesn't need to be seen to enjoy the second movie. Right, right, right. But if you've seen the show, then It'll the second movie can have out. a different meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? No, agreed. Um, that's what I'm kind of hoping out of this show. What's Megan talking about here? That's a made-up name. Which, which which name were we making up there? I didn't even catch that. Ah, anyways. Carmine Falcone? Carmine, no. Well, that's or Salvatore Moroni. I don't know. Regardless, uh, this series looks fantastic. On the newly branded Max, by the way, it's no longer HBO Max. It is now it's just, just Max, Max now. now. They've yeah. dropped the, the HBO name. Uh, I've seen some reasons why all of them sounded really, really stupid, but whatever, that's fine. Well, I can tell you what the reason is. It's quite simple. Because HBO is not Discovery, right? Well, so they don't Max. want the name HBO there anymore because Max is Discovery, right? They own it all now. So why brand it as an HBO thing when it's now your brand, right? Yeah, yeah. Any hoodles. I'm excited for this TV show. I will absolutely be watching. This is not a prequel, thankfully. Like you were no. saying, it's a bridge between two films. Yeah. Well, which I hope. I'm fine with that's I, it yeah. almost has to be. It's taking place after the Batman part one and before the Batman part two. So it kind of has to. They haven't told us if uh, this is going to be just a limited series, if it's going to be like a season over season uh like we don't know any of those details yet do we we do not not as far as i know just other than the fact that it's supposed to air next year there's nothing else that's been announced and and now we get this 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 teaser this i i can't stop staring at him i mean this is this is crazy no it's crazy no it's it's bonkers and in the trailer like you like it, he's totally believable oh yeah, he's a hundred percent believable like it's 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 not kooky it's not silly it's i i yeah i'm digging this i'm digging this and i hope he has a i, I hope him getting his own show means that he's going to have a bigger part to play in the tv show uh look, look look at look at like how bonkers is that like how crazy does he look like look like look at the look at his yeah. face my goodness like that's i'm sorry kids that's just it's just crushing it just absolutely crushing it i cannot wait now there's a lot of people that didn't like the batman a lot of people there hated are. it there's a lot I of think. people that thought it was too long it was too slow it was too much of a grind it was too emo it was too whatever that's totally fine there are allowed to be wrong. That's but a lot fine. of those people aren't going to be enjoying this show either because I no. feel it's going to take a lot from that world. But, you know. Yes, exactly. So it's it might not be your cup of tea, but that's that is that is a You can't be right about everything, right? No, exactly. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, on the DC side of things, I think that's probably about it. We should probably talk about the Marvels. So we could totally talk about Tatang, the Marvels. Um, <clears throat> if you haven't seen the Marvels trailer, I, I'm assuming you're living under a rock because they've been pushing the shit out of this one everywhere. Um, actually, they call it a teaser trailer because it's only like a minute and a half. It's not two minutes and a half or whatever. So I believe it's they're calling it a teaser trailer. Um, I'll let you start on this one because I think I might have to get into a bit of an explanation before I tell you how I feel about this trailer. That's probably going to be a good idea because obviously there are two characters in this new film that have not appeared in the previous films, Monica Rambeau and mm -hmm. um, Kamala Khan, right? Mm -hmm. So Kamala Khan is Ms. Marvel from the TV show, the Disney Plus show Marvels, uh, sorry, Ms. Marvel. And uh, Monica Rambeau, or Photon, as she's known in the comics, is from WandaVision. So you're getting some mm -hmm. characters directly pulled from those two particular television shows. Um, and in a weird, quirky twist, they keep swapping essentially places anytime one of them uses their powers they end up swapping places with another which was teased or hinted at at the end of the ms marvel tv show where brie larson actually appears as captain marvel once. oh does she really yes kamala oh, khan ends up falling back into a closet or getting blown back into a closet and it's not kamala khan that comes out it's it's captain marvel carol Danvers, uh, interesting yeah so and they're really playing up on that in the trailer itself making mm -hmm. for some very cute um back and forth each time any of them use their powers they're swapping places and such uh we get the return of nick fury uh the question of course with all the marvel movies now unfortunately is since the blip when does this take place is this taking place after secret wars like is this the actual nick fury because he certainly doesn't have the beard or the facial hair or the whatever that he's got in the in the secret invasion trailer so is now, this a good Talos? question is it actually nick fury is it taking place now is it taking is it post secret invasion is it pre-secret invasion the marvel timeline i'm not gonna lie guys it's a little bit confusing we're not quite at x-men from fox levels yet but it is getting a little bit he looks fury looks very different than he looks in the secret invasion trailer that's okay that's so all keith is there. saying that saw something that said it's after secret invasion okay uh which would make sense because um monica doesn't get her powers she only gets her powers in one division one division happens after the blip right after everybody's right. back right so if in this movie she has her powers it has to be post blip right no and that i'm sorry i know right? i'm bringing up the blip i just mean that everything that's happened post blip the timeline just seems very that's a little murky curious so yeah um but I will say this, guys. So let me let's let's be clear. If you were under the impression that you could skip some of the TV shows and still be fully immersed when the movies come out, if you didn't think those were required viewing, this trailer would seem to suggest that that's not the case. That if you haven't watched WandaVision and you haven't watched Ms. Marvel, you're not going to be familiar with those two characters. You, there may be some subtleties or some some major plot points that you may not be aware of or that you may miss if you haven't watched those two shows. Now, I'm only going based off the trailer. I don't know. Hopefully, there'll be enough you know, there for us I'm going to say this for you, bud. 
Shoot. Endgame. What about it? Well, Endgame did the same thing to us, right? Endgame made us believe that we had to go and watch Captain Marvel to be able to get what was going to happen in Endgame, and she barely was in the movie. No, but at least that was still another film. Like, there were films that led up to well, Endgame yes. that made sense. They weren't six or eight or ten episode television shows. I think WandaVision was 12 episodes, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know how many episodes Miss Marvel was. Where if you don't watch those, I don't know how well this movie is going to cater to those that didn't watch WandaVision and or Ms. Marvel. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think, you, yes, you like Tanith is saying here, I think you absolutely have to watch the show to know about Monica and Kamala. And, and you're right. If you want to know everything about them, you have to watch the show. But I don't think you need to know everything about them to be able to enjoy the movie. Well, that's my concern. That's all I'm saying. Right. That's my worry. And, and is if, that there's going if that's to be stuff the case, then then they're going to have a problem because a lot of people skipped specifically Miss Marvel. A lot of people didn't watch Miss Marvel. I mean, uh, just in general, in general, if movies are going to come out and I have to have dedicated six to eight to ten to twelve hours of my time yeah, just to so watch I a can movie, what's going on in the movie, that's, I'm pro- it's that's that's going to make it rough. Now, yeah. again, Marvel's been pretty good about this in the past where th- they do give you certain little things that give you like to help you catch up during the film. If you yeah. haven't watched it, that's not my biggest concern with this movie. After watching this trailer, my biggest concern is the overall goofiness of the tone of the film. Are we going to get a Thor Ragnarok or are we going to get a Thor Love and Thunder? as far as the humor and the tone and the goofiness goes, is it going to be mixed in with the action well, like it was in Ragnarok, or is it going to be overused too much and feel forced like it did in Love and Thunder? The trailer's not enough to go by, guys. I'm never going to sit here and say a two-and-a-half-minute trailer is enough to tell you how the movie's going to be, but that does have me slightly concerned because there were a lot of parts of that trailer that came across as super goofy and not necessarily... I, I don't know as funny is the word I would use, but that's do you understand what I'm trying to say? No, that's fair. hundred percent. I will say this though. For me, I didn't really like the Captain Marvel movie at all. I mean, it's at the bottom of my Marvel lists and I was psyched about this when I saw this, like this made me go, Oh, this looks cool. And I will say this. Captain Marvel's suit in this movie looks way better than it looked in the, in Captain Marvel and in uh, Endgame. Like her suit actually looks like a proper fitting suit. Uh, I don't know. Like I when I saw this trailer, I was like, oh, this might like sell me on these characters. You know what I mean? So I'm surprised that you kind of have the opposite. Andrew makes a good point. Yeah. And Andrew, you're absolutely right. Multiverse of Madness would have left you lost on Scarlet Witch's obsession about her non-existent kids. I don't know if I don't well, know if it would have necessarily enough. left you lost, but you definitely get a much deeper understanding of why she did what she did and and the, and the turn, I guess, the face, the heel turn that she made because of that. Um, although, although Multiverse of Madness was blah. I mean, you're you're not wrong. Um, yeah, I mean, Tanith makes a good point. I think you could probably go without seeing them, but you you miss a fair amount of how they came to be who they are. So that's... For sure. I, I have to be able to be invested in the For characters sure. to enjoy the film, which has always been my argument against Rogue One. If I'm not into the characters, I, if I don't care enough about the characters, the story's not enough to drive the film for me. I have Marvel's been so good about making you care about the characters. Listen, I'm going to tell you this. The was, there, was there a nine-episode show about Luke Skywalker before you watched A New Hope? Uh, no, 
did you still enjoy the movie and 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 connected with the character yeah because they took time to build him out in the in the movie right so it doesn't mean they're not going to still do some of that in this movie no i hope they do right absolutely uh, i hope they do because let's be honest we don't know much about monica at all right just what we saw in one what we saw in, in one division right? Right, right so we yeah. saw her get her powers but beyond that we don't really know much about her at all right no and i'm and i'm uh, curious as to how well this triangle is going to be like if it's if 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 it's truly going to be sort of like an equal amount of the three of them or if it's going to be a whole lot of brie larson quite a bit of and i apologize i don't know the actress's name that plays kamala khan and then just a little bit of monica you know what i mean like i wonder how maybe, well they're going maybe. to yeah i don't know because Brie Larson is a legit movie star, and the, the other two actors in this film, the main actors, are are just from those TV series. I don't know if they've mm -hmm. started in other things, but Brie Larson certainly has. She's a big, big name. She was a big get for Marvel to play this role for them. And despite whatever anybody might have thought about Captain Marvel, it still made over a oh. billion dollars. It made a ton of money, and it appealed to a lot of young women. And, and, and well, it should. It had that level of appeal for it. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Well, I'm still always going to contest that the reason why Captain Marvel made a billion dollars is because it, they made you believe it was required viewing for Endgame. It was the last MCU movie to come out before Endgame. Captain America, the right? first Avenger, was the last movie to come out before the Avengers movie. And they also made you think you had to watch that. And it didn't even make $300 million worldwide. So I, I don't know that that... But you're comparing the first Avenger to Endgame. I understand. Right? I'm just the biggest just movie of all time, right? Like, let's be honest here, right? Like, well, the you second, know, but yeah, I get, I get what you mean. I get you get what, what I'm saying. I, right? I do get like, what you're saying. I don't know that that would have carried it to a, a billion dollars. Everybody went to see it, but a Dude. lot of people didn't like it. Well, yeah, mostly money like doesn't mean we don't like it. Yeah, mo mostly old men like us that can't really relate to a young female superhero is is who didn't enjoy that. hundred percent fair, but that's not that's nothing to do with the point I'm saying. The point I'm trying to make is that. Even though I didn't like that one, this one to me looks awesome. No, that's fantastic. Of course, and that's what I'm right? saying. If you like Ragnarok and it has that Ragnarok vibe, I think this I will be a love great it. Show. Yes, yeah. if no, it no, has the Ragnarok sure, feel, I will love the shit yes. out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Whether yeah. I know these characters or not, because I guarantee you, they're going to spend some time telling you who these characters are. They're not just going to throw it at you and say, "Oh, well, tough luck if you haven't watched the show." No, I, I don't fair. think they'd be that silly. I mean, they could general viewers versus crazies no, no, no. and read I, I we talk about this on the pod all the time they don't make these movies for us they never have they never will no. they're making them for the general audience because that's how you get a billion dollar yeah. film is by having the general audience there so that's anyways i'm excited for the film i am hopeful i am just keeping that hope measured because i don't really know at least one of the characters very well who seems to be fairly heavily featured in the trailer that's kamala khan and mm -hmm. I'm worried that the tone might get a little too on the goofy side, a la Love and Thunder. So, and that's a fair criticism because Love and Thunder see. was bad. Woof! Like it was. Iman Vellani is playing Kamala Khan. Okay, okay. Ms. Marvel was her first gig, and she's from Toronto. Awesome. She's one of. Is us, she really? One of us. Huh? Where is the show? Is the show produced here? I, I know there's a lot of TV shows produced in I Toronto. Don't I don't think, think the Marvel ones are. I don't no. think so. No. I do. I, um, I, might, I might be wrong, but I don't they have I built Disney did build a apparently I don't know if there's any truth behind this, but Disney apparently built a smaller version of the volume here in Toronto so that they can start 
producing some of their shows up here because now that they have the volume and they want to do all these Star Wars shows, you need more volume time. The only way right. to get more volume time is to build a second one. Apparently, they built it here in Toronto. So we may sure. get some Star Wars show being produced here. Sorry, there's a dog here flying in the air here. Uh, but I don't believe any Marvel shows have been produced here. Right. The Marvel ones are usually in Atlanta, says Keith. Well, there you go. So, uh, yeah, Atlanta gets Georgia has a ton of tax breaks for for film and I'm TV sure they production, do. So, a lot of folks are into that. Um, yeah. So we're we're going to remain hopeful. That's where we'll leave that one off. Yeah, I mean, look, I haven't been the best, the biggest fan of the latest MCU stuff. I'm not going to lie. Oof. None of it has blown me away like some of it has and to be fair a lot of it has not blown me away but right. lately there's a lot more average and meh movies and shows than good ones for me right. so uh, i'm hopeful for this one but if it's just another meh movie well you know then i mean it is what it is with the That's mcu right. these days right we will see uh, we will see kids yeah exactly we'll keep our fingers crossed one trailer that did come out today that I went, whoa, this looks fucking dope. It's the last voyage of the Demeter. Guys, if you don't know this story, the Demeter is the actual ship, the actual ship. The, the ship, ship the from the book, yes. Yeah, uh, that brought Dracula from Transylvania to, is it, I guess it's, it's North London. America? Un no, oh, London. To London. Yeah London. London. yeah, London, England, by the way, not not the Canadian yes. London, the cool London. Um, so this is a kind of a new Dracula <laughs> take. <laughs> so, as we as we knew this was going to happen, kids, if you are around for our top ten villains discussion, someone was very vocal that Dracula needed to be number one and is still beating that drum to this day. Fucking Dracula, the greatest villain of all time. This is producer Jen, kids, here on the podcast. Still beating the drum for Dracula to be the number one villain of all time. So that's what this movie's focus is on. A paragraph from Bram Stoker's book about the ship that transported Dracula from, as J.S. said, Transylvania to London. The ship leaves Transylvania with a full crew and a secret cargo the, sh the crew knows nothing about. And it shows up in London with no with crew, a, with no crew whatsoever, devoid of life, a burnt out husk. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. there's still one guy on there that no one seems to know that's on there. And that is, mm -hmm. of course, Count Dracula. So this is an expansion of a small line or a small paragraph that was in the original book. And it looks very moody, very atmospheric. It, you know what it feels like to me? It feels like Alien, the original 1979 film by Ridley Scott, Alien in the 1800s on a pirate ship, as opposed to a futuristic on a spaceship. This one here for me, I um, I mean, I knew what I was watching. Obviously, when when the trailer started, mm -hmm. I was not expecting this. Fair. This is like what you're seeing here on screen is is exactly how he's presented in this trailer as a creature, not as a human at all. Oh, his he's got, he's got wings and he flies and yeah. he's a creature. And, and I love the fact that he's not some sexy 
stylish. No, no, he's not like that at all. Right? Suits, vampire. Like you don't know whether you want him to bite you or or you know bleep you. Not yeah. this guy. No, 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 no. This dude's not fucking about. No, this you is the type don't of want to be on a ship with the this Witcher, guy. right? Yeah. Um, and, and it's very dark. It's very fast and. I, listen, go watch a trailer if you haven't seen it. This looks dope. I think this looks dope. I'm if, really if looking this, forward to this. If this is your genre, I think this is going to be right up your alley. And it's, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, let me just see if I can find it. It is um, a, a director that has other works that are similar to this work as far as like this moody, atmospheric style. Really? Yeah, it's sorry. I'm just pulling it up now. The project hails from acclaimed Norwegian uh, film director Andre Avradal, Troll Hunter, The Autopsy of Jane Doe, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, along with producers of Zodiac and Black Swan. So I think that's why you're getting not just the overall look, but the tone that's coming along with that. That's very, yeah, Love Me a Good Vampire Movie. Yeah, that's very dark and it's at the beginning it seems hopeful by the way we get uh and, and again from js doesn't know but we get uh davos the gentleman that played davos who uh was davos seaworth who was uh, a, a captain of a boat on game of thrones he is the the captain of of this ship as well right um and we also get uh a few other familiar faces in here like GS said, if you haven't watched this trailer, you should go watch this trailer. Even if you're not necessarily a horror fan, this still comes across as a very cool, moody, atmospheric film. And I don't know how much gore you're going to get. I think it's going to be a lot of like the original Alien. I think you're going to get a lot of yeah, a lot of you think it's or they, they're, they're, yeah, and, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, for so, me, the 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 most recognizable. I mean, not the most recognizable. I recognize a lot of these faces, but the one that really caught my eye is Corey Hawkins. Who plays Dr. Dre in NWA? Uh, sorry, in um, uh, Straight Outta Compton. Right. Uh, he seems to be the main protagonist in this movie. A lot of the trailer seems to follow him around. Right. Um, he's the passenger on the ship, I guess. Yeah, and right? he, I believe when you watch the trailer, uh, he's the he's the the doctor. He's the educated, correct person that's on the ship. Uh, just a, a really quick note too, uh, Stefan. And I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Kapichik, Kapichik, uh, is the gentleman that is the body and voice of Colossus. Oh, it's the Colossus, Dead, the Deadpool movies. By the way, yeah. there's some news on that front too. He's back as Deadpool. Uh, he he's is, back he as is, Colossus. And Marina Backer is back as Vanessa. Oh, is she really? Marina Backer. Wait, and, isn't she dead? Uh, I'm just telling you now. So Marina Baccarin was just on Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum, and he yeah. asked her specifically if she would be in Deadpool 3. She and said, she said yes. that no. At the time, she said talks had commenced, but nothing had been agreed upon yet. So she just posted on her social media, I said yes, and it, it looks like Deadpool proposing to her, but she was referring to this. So both her and Colossus will reprise their roles. Well, remember, at the end of Deadpool 2, he's got the... the Cable's time thing, and he actually prevents her death from happening. He actually saves uh, her at the end of Deadpool 2. So technically, she's alive. So, yes. So we're getting that. We're getting Dopinder. We're getting Blind Al. And of course, we all know we're getting huge jacked man as Wolverine. Yeah. Deadpool 3, man. 
shaping up. I thought it was going to be like Ragnarok, where they were just going to pitch off all the all the all the old characters, and they were essentially going to give us a reboot of some kind. But they're bringing in some they're bringing in some folks. So, see, I've been corrected. Yes, and the, saying the, the post credit said otherwise. Time travel. I, I completely forgot that bit. Uh, Steve here, but a group saying I love horror, so I'm game for this one. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I'm not gonna say I'm a Dracula nut or anything like that, but no, that would be your seen. I think everything that has been put out that is Dracula specifically re uh, related when it comes to movies and TV shows, but this is different. This this. No, this caught my attention, and horror is not my genre at all. But mm. this looks very, very well done, very well shot, very atmospheric, very. Uh, I've been obsessed with vampires my entire life. Uh, that's fair. That's that's absolutely fair. Uh, I uh, I enjoy I the mythology surrounding it. I enjoy the lore that surrounds it. Um. And yeah, I, I mentioned to JS earlier when we were talking on our own that I've just recently rewatched uh, the Francis Ford Coppola movie starring Winona Ryder and Gary Oldman. And even though there are obviously parts of it that are very camp and that don't hold up very well, there are all kinds of parts of it that hold up like a mofo. So like Jen was saying, man, I mean, I can't it's hard Oldman. to argue. You're, you're talking about like one of the all time classic great villains that's ever been. So and now we're getting to see him in a whole different light. And I'm here mm -hmm. for it. I can't wait. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I don't think Jen is the one that brought that up again earlier because we had this discussion a while ago. You know, characters like vampires and, and specifically Dracula seem to come in cycles, right? Like right. they'll be popular for a while and then they'll disappear for a bunch of years and then they'll come back and be popular for a while and disappear for a while, you know? Like the, the the same thing with the zombies, right? Although the zombies, like, I feel like they've been a little bit overdone now. Like, it's time for a zombie break. But, uh, yeah, the Dracula wave, I think, and the vampire wave is coming back. I think so. It, it definitely comes in ebbs and flows. There's no question there. Mm -hmm. Like you said, mm -hmm. the, the latest ebb has definitely been, or flow has definitely been zombies. Now that's getting kind of worked to death. Now we might move on to vampires and then after vampires it'll be something else i want to see nick cage one so uh, uh renfield renfield that looks pretty good apparently it's yeah. pretty funny yeah i don't know that it, it again it's it's it, that um and jeff nick cage is the nephew of mr coppola that's correct yep his actual name is nick coppola he took the name cage after luke cage his favorite marvel character <clears throat> We will find out one way or another, kids. We will definitely find out. Oh my God, is this in that movie? Oh no, it's it's okay. This is digital art. Sorry, I'm not even going to show this on screen because it got That's my okay. hopes up for a second. But uh, yeah, Renfield is one that looks interesting. And uh, I mean, you know, I don't want to talk about Dracula specifically, but I think it's time we do something horror based. You know. It's time I made, we do. I made, I made the suggestion. It's time we do something creature monster based, guys. If you uh, are listening to us now, if you're if you're in the chat now, and you'd love to get in on some sort of a crazy monster creature, you know, slasher horror group cosplay, let us know. I think that could be uh, quite interesting. 
I want to suck your blood. You know, if we do that, just and if Jen comes along, just to be a prick, I'm gonna get the cheesiest frilly tuxedo I can find, like an old style cheesy frilly tuxedo, and get like the worst fake the vampire fake Yeah. Yep. And I will just be talking like these the whole time. Ah, it's mm -hmm. just, just, just to bother ah, your missus. Ah, ah, no, it's uh... a. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah, it won't be the count. I won't be the count from Sesame Street, but I will definitely be the cheesiest vampire that there's ever been. Blah, blah, blah. Blah. That's right. That's right. Yes. 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 <laughs> I do not say blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's <laughs> Hotel Transylvania for uh, for the folks out there that are listening. Uh, my kids. Those my kids movies like are the, fantastic. My, that's another version of Dracula sure. I love. Uh, uh, what, else, what else were we going? Oh, I know it's not your cup of tea, but there. I feel like we have to address it. No, we do, and 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 mm. I, I, not that it's not my cup of tea as much as it's not. Well, yeah, it's not my cup of tea. Let's be it's honest. not your cup of tea. I know. I mean, That's... I'm not. I, I never read the books. Um, the books were written after my time. Um, Fair. You know, I I think I've seen the movies. I'm not sure if I saw the last one. Um. Okay. So, guys. Unless you've been living on a cave in a cave on Mars with your eyes shut and your fingers in your ears, you may not know. But Warner Brothers Discovery, when the merger took place, they separated out key properties, intellectual properties they had that they wanted to expand upon. DC was one of them, obviously. One of the other ones they wanted to expand upon is Harry Potter. I know this is going to get spicy, we're, but we have to talk about it. Recently, Hogwarts Legacy, the game came out and a lot of people came out against the game because of J.K. Rowling. If you don't know, J.K. Rowling made some statements online through Twitter that have come across since then or been interpreted since then as transphobic. And instead of apologizing for it or rescinding those comments, she essentially doubled down on those comments. Uh, basically, we're not going to get into the specifics of what she was talking about because I think it's going to be bad on how the conversation will go. Hogwarts Legacy came out, which, by the way, she didn't have anything to do with as far as development goes. But anything that's got the Harry Potter name on it is a revenue stream for J.K. Rowling because she's got about a million of them. Uh, and it, unfortunately, the people that were being vocal about boycotting the game essentially brought awareness to the game to a whole giant group of people that would have never known existed. And the game ended up being a the banger. number one selling game and the number one streaming game almost exclusively because of how much I, I, I hear don't even it's really good publicity that it got good or bad, but publicity it got from a lot of people shouting from the mountaintops that they wanted everyone to boycott the game. Now Warner brothers discovery is actually partnering up with JK Rowling to launch a new Harry Potter TV show. They're talking about it being a decade long, a 10 year Harry Potter TV show that will be able to follow the books cl more closely and all the different nuances, all the different little subplots that the the movies were unable to explore because of time constraints, they will be able to do in a long-form television show. Mm -hmm. And this has, again, once again, and and I think, I think Megan uh, says, uh, she actually speaks for quite a few of us, so torn about this, but again, all of the same people that came out against the game are, of course, now coming out against this television show, especially because it is directly involving uh, J.K. Rowling is an executive producer on the show. 
She owns the IP, guys. Anything that's got anything to do with Harry Potter, they've got to go to J.K. Rowling and at least cut her a check. They can't just do whatever they want with the property. The property well, Warner are, Brothers owns the TV and film rights. The rights, yes, but it, they still got to cut her a check. Like there's like, well, I'm there's, sure there's an agreement in place that she gets a kickback of everything that they do. Everything right? that's got the Harry Potter name. There's a reason yeah. why she's one of the richest women in the world. She's one of the richest people in the world because of that. Uh, because of that agreement, because again, unless uh, if you were around, especially when the books came out, whether you read the books or not, the books were a phenomenon. When mm -hmm. kids were starting to turn to screens, those books brought kids back to books. It, it was absolutely crazy how popular the books became. And then the movies, how popular the movies became until the MCU came along. The Harry Potter franchise was the highest grossing movie franchise of all time up in the seven or eight billion dollars something ridiculous mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. <clears throat> so i'm curious from people that are on one side like js who's maybe not a fan of the property what you think people that are kind of on the fence about it that understand that she upset a lot of people with her hurtful words but at the same time she has created this piece of art that has touched and affected so many people globally in a positive mm -hmm. way and of course, the people that are like, no, cancel her. Don't buy anything she's doing. Don't watch. Don't read. Don't do anything. Boycott, boycott, boycott. There's going to be a lot of this coming out now, now that this has been announced. Even if this show is three years away, it's going to be nothing but three years of that. So it's going to be a difficult time for all of it. It's going to divide mm -hmm. the fan base out of the fan base, basically, since she's made these statements that she made online a couple of years ago now. Okay, so can I stop you there for a second? Because oh, you said I know I'm just it like right blah, 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 lying, so. the, the the fan base has already been divided, right? So it doesn't really matter anymore. That's the first thing. The people that hate her for what she said are always going to hate her. They're not going to change their mind if they, you know, aren't buying anything that she's doing, you know. And they're allowed to, right? That's okay. My thing is, is don't come and tell me what to do, right? I probably won't watch it because I don't, I'm not into Harry Potter. I don't give a shit about Harry Potter. Right. So you're not going to tell me to watch it or not to watch it. Right. So the question to you, know you I, mean? just, I do, but for someone like you, like going into this, knowing that essentially it's, it is a reboot with a full recast. So if you were going to get yeah. into the ground floor of Harry Potter, this would actually be a decent opportunity for you to do so. Yeah. Would you do it knowing that? She is a controversial figure that has said things online that have been deemed transphobic and hurtful. Yeah, and I, uh, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot, by the way. I'm not trying to get us canceled either. I was nervous yeah, about even I mean, bringing this I, topic I, up. I, I'll say this, okay? For me, if it comes out that it's amazing, I'm going to watch it. Everybody's like ra ranting and raving about it and how good it is. And it's the best thing on TV. And yeah, I'll probably watch it. So I'm going to go through some of the comments because this is what we wanted. Um, our editor, Megan, saying, I don't want a remake of the books, leaving JK out of it even. The movies were amazing and they're so tied to my childhood that I don't want to see them remade so quickly. Well, that's the thing, right? So we're, we are talking about a full remake. <clears throat> full right? recast, I mean, full remake. Full recast, full yep. retelling. Yes. Right? It's a retelling because, let's be honest, it's not a remake of the movie. It's a different retelling of the books. And from right. my understanding of, of how they're doing this is they'll be basically doing a season per book. 
So you're going to have over Probably a period a of 10 years. Longer than that. Yeah, 10 years. No, over a period books. of 10 years, you're going to have seven seasons of this show that are going to probably be in the seven to 10 episodes per season right. with a shit ton of money and special effects thrown at it, right? Where it's going to take a year or two to fund and, and, and film and edit and, and effects and, you know, per season. They're going to Game of Thrones Harry Potter. I'm telling you right now. No, no, I believe you. They're I get Game it. of Throning Harry Potter. That's what they're doing. Yes. So that's what you're going to be getting, right? You're going to be getting yeah. one book per season. So they're going to be able to take what is a throwaway line or paragraph like The Last Voyage of the Demeter and make that into a story, into an episode. Well, and, and to be fair, like in the books, there were a shit ton of subplots that were never explored in the movie. So they get a chance to explore the subplots. Now. Right. Uh, uh, Megan Avery makes a good comment. How can you cast this? It would be so weird to see others portray such be. beloved characters. Yeah, eight movies, guys. Eight yeah. movies with that cast, and now you're going to do a 10 year TV show with a whole different cast. Um, Tan Samai. So, my take is people don't have to watch. I've seen that said. Well, absolutely. 100%. She's right, too, right? Uh, Groot saying personally, I understand her words may have hurt people, but that's her personally. It does not take away from her art form. You can love the art, but not the person. Um, Megan, so is I agree, coming, but hang on, I just want yeah, yeah. to make a point here that I mean, I have been so up in arms about people that I have not supported the product, right? But that was my own decision. Right. I wasn't going around telling people don't watch, don't buy, don't no. I decided I was no longer going to support the product. Right. Right. Yep. Um so no, no, by all means. Like it is anybody's personal choice if they're going to continue to appreciate the art while even lamenting the artist, or they're not going to do that anymore because of their issues with the artist and their words. And that, that's that fine. Is everybody's personal choice, a hundred percent. Um, Megan, Megan is saying, so editor Megan is saying, if, if we need a Harry Potter universe TV show, then do it. If we need, do, do a pre, well, we'll get to that in a second. Do a prequel of the Marauders or something. So we actually get a new story. So they tried that in the movies with fantastic beasts and it bombed. So I think they want to go back to what they know is going to work. And what we're saying, here's the problem. If we need a Harry Potter, Harry Potter as an IP is an extraordinarily profitable one that they're not mm. just going to put on a shelf. It's not going to have something Harry Potter related is going to be explored by Warner Brothers Discovery. It is, they've already said it's going to happen. So it's going to happen. They tried it with Fantastic Beasts. It did not work. They're going back to a well that they know is going to work. The books were wildly successful, as were the movies. They're going to try to replumb that. Will it work? Who knows? Like JS is saying, if they throw a shit ton of money at it and it's really good with amazing actors and performances and great storylines, it just might. We don't know. Like if it's Star Trek Picard season three, I'm in. Uh, yeah, that's that's a, yeah, exactly. Right. Plus, you can't get a better story from than from the one who created the story. It's that simple. Uh, maybe they should talk to the OG OG Trek people, Meg. Okay, so I wanna I wanna explain this because we had this discussion a little bit earlier um people often have a hard time dealing with change and when i mean change i mean when you grow up with something like megan was saying earlier right she grew up with these movies so when you grow up with something and then all of a sudden they rewrite it they change it they it's no longer the story that you knew with the people that you knew it's no longer your story and people get protective of that of course right? 
because they're saying, well, all you're doing is you're bastardizing our story. I 100% agree with that because I'm the kind of person who will always prefer a continuation over a remake. Right. Right. Yep. The perfect example that I was giving generally was Star Trek. Talk to the OG Star Trek fans. When Star Trek The Next Generation was announced, they were up in arms, dude. People were protesting at CBS with fucking signs. Yep. They sure were. Okay. Because they were doing a new Star Trek, Star Trek The Next Generation. But then when The Next Generation came and they realized that it wasn't a remake. It's a, they're, they're adding to the story. All of a sudden, it was perceived very differently. Now, it helped that the cast clicked so well for the next generation. It was lightning in a bottle, if you ask me. But people don't like change. So if you're you're retelling something, you're always going to have the people that are not going to want to watch. If you're remaking something, there's always going to be those people that are going to be upset. Of course. When you're taking the same world the same universe that you've created and you're telling different stories to add on to that story yep you're usually going to get a better reception from the fan base anyway unfortunately in this case that's not what happened when they tried that so that's why i think we're getting this because again warner brothers is not going to leave such a lucrative uh, internet sorry internet intellectual property on the shelf the the here's the thing though guys and we can talk about like the none of what we're saying right now has got anything to do with why this is controversial it's controversial because of the involvement of jk rowling it's got nothing to do with the fact that it's a retelling of a story that we've all seen and we already know no one's up on the mountains planting their flag and battling over that nobody gives a shit about that people are upset because jk rowling is directly involved and will directly profit from this show absolutely executive producer so ah, and i understand i get it if you're upset with this don't watch it i the only thing i will say to anybody that's watching that is at a point where they want to boycott this and they want to and they want to plant that battle flag just remember what happened with hogwarts legacy just remember what happened with that video game it was already tried that very, very vocal minority, mostly from the LGBTQ community, came out and said, boycott this game, don't play this game. And a lot of people went, what game? Oh, that looks cool. I'm going to buy that and play that and stream it. And it became yeah. a smash hit and the number one streamed game at the time. Yeah. Just just be careful. If you don't want to watch it, then don't watch it. If you want to boycott all her stuff, that I think you should. If you go screaming about it on the internet, you're just drawing attention to it, and you're probably going to bring it to people that never even knew it existed before, and it's going to be another huge thing. And it's going to backfire. So I would just caution you on that. That's all I'm I'm going to say. I'm not going to render my opinion on this because I'm not going to get canceled or roasted on this. But I look, there's there's no such thing as bad publicity in business. Right. Right. I mean, I know I say that very well, knowing, you know, and seeing businesses being taken to their knees by usually a you know vocal minority, like you were saying earlier. Uh, but. In a case like this, you're right. Like, you, you know, screaming at the top of your lungs if you want, but then everybody's going to be like, oh, wait, what show? What are you talking about? Yeah. Right? So it, it does have a chance to happen. Uh, Absolutely. I see. So, I see you, Megan Avery. I see you. And I know who you're thinking of with the young Snape. And if I see one more goddamn Adam Driver as young Snape, I'm going to lose my mind. Stop I mean, it. Good. Don't get me wrong. Be, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't even know how that guy's a Hollywood star. I don't. I don't. What are so you talking I'm, about? The guy's you know, hilarious, I'm man. Sorry, the guy's a I don't genius. get Adam Driver. I'm sorry. I don't get it. I don't understand it. 
I, 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 I'm in the, I know I'm in a very, I think it's just me. I literally think it's just me on planet earth. There's one person that doesn't get it and it's me. I'm sorry. I don't get it. Stop. If that's, if young Snape is Adam driver, I'm out. I'm done. I'm gone. Sign me out. I like Adam driver. You would. I don't understand why people think he's so good looking that I don't see. Well, that's part of it. That's what I'm saying. Um, I that's don't part see of that at speak. all. You'll notice it's all girls in the chat that are freaking out over Adam Driver. No, it it's is. not. So yeah. fans have been clamoring for this. So many internet castings. Yeah, that that will be. It's like casting Bond, right? Like, how do you casting this is going to be an absolute friggin' nightmare, and people are going to be throwing their throwing names in the hats all over the place. But Adam Driver is awesome. Yes, every girl in this chat is talking about how great Adam Driver is. I don't understand, but I don't have to. That's okay. Love what you love, man. I'm not, I'm not here to, I don't have to understand everything. <clears throat> um, was there anything else that we wanted to talk about today? Is there anything that you guys want to talk about on the, in the land of geekdom? Anything hey, that guys. you guys have seen recently? Uh, in one, two, in three weeks. What's happening in three weeks? In three weeks. What day is it going to be three weeks from now? And get your fucking force on in London, Ontario, Canada at the May the 4th. Be with you May the 4th, Thursday, London Marine Co-op, 521 Burbank Place, London, Ontario, Canada. Can we? Not as cool London. Can we? Yes. You want to spill the beans? Spill the beans. It's pretty much official at this point. It's pretty much official. Go ahead. Spill the beans. You want to do it? No, you I mean you were it. you were most look how thing. excited you thing. are. This was your you... thing. You made this happen, so I'll let you. I'll let you spill those beans. <sighs> we're getting a beer. We're getting a beer with our fucking labels on it, our logos. Guys, there will it's be a called... Geeksico beer. Yes, it is a honey lager, and it will be called May the Force Be with you. B E E. By the way, that's a crazy mic uh elaboration that was his suggestion there. that was yeah. his suggestion uh if you don't know guys london brewing co-op is all about it is a cooperative so they make all they make all decisions together and everything they do and utilize is organic so in this honey lager they actually have in the neighborhood where the brewery exists an actual beekeeper that they get actual honey from directly and that honey will then be used to make to the make, honey lager yeah it's gonna have local our honey. label on it so if you come on may the 4th 2023 thursday in three weeks time you can buy a geeks and company beer i just sent the labels off to our friend emma who's helping us out at lumber and co-op i'm not a beer drinker but may the 4th i will be i will be that's right, kids. So not I only -E. not only will there be cosplayers and photo opportunities and activities and lightsabers and backdrops and games and trivia, there's also going to be beer. So and there's food Our there too, beer. by the way, guys. So come now, on out to this event. Guys, the beer that they're making, they're making especially for this event and for us. Keep in mind, there is a portion of the profits of the beer that will be going to charity. Now, um, the charity that the London Brewing Co-op is working with for this is Dad Club of London, uh, which works heavily with Ronald McDonald House, right? So the Dad Club of, of London is, an, is the actual charity, um, and they do events to raise money. They're going to be part of participating in this. Um, 
And I believe everything that they're going to be making from this event is going to the Ronald McDonald House. Um, as far as I know, I know it'll be London Brewing Co-op that's going to be there. But uh, again, uh, just so we're clear, Dad Club will be coming out to the event to they help are. us with the event. Yeah. Um, we are also in contact with uh, 98.1, which is a classic rock station here in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're trying to see if we can get uh, CFPL TV to come out and uh, cover the event as well. So we're trying to get the word out, guys. Feel free to help us out. Uh, we'll be putting on our stories probably this week, trying to get some confirmed numbers, for, especially for cosplayers that are going to be coming out in costumes so that we can put together some promotional material that's got specific cosplayers on it and let people know who's going to be there, who they can get the picture with, all that kind of good stuff. So if you plan on coming to the event, either reply to the stories that we're going to put out or... Just message either myself, JS, Geeks & Co., any of those, and let us know you're coming out. We'll make a master list. And by we, we mean Producer Jen. We'll make a master list of who's coming out. And uh, that way we can uh, promote it accordingly and let everyone know who's going to be there in their dope-ass cosplay. So, And by the way, guys, if you don't have a cosplay or you don't have a Star Wars cosplay, still come doesn't out. Matter. Yeah, it doesn't come matter. Out, you don't have play to play the trivia. There's going to be right? a raffle. I'm donating my full-size baby yoda to the raffle we're gonna go mike and i are going out this weekend to hit some local comic shops to get some more stuff and london brewing co-op is donating 200 dollars worth of their merchandise to the raffle as well so there's going to be raffles there's going to be prizes and again proceeds are going to dad club of london so uh come on out to that event it's going to be fantastic mm-hmm. should be a good time and it's i mean it's Groot says 41 uh you're off by one number sir the uh the answer to the ultimate question of life the universe is everything is 42 not 41 if you're keeping score at home kids it's 42 i don't know what the oops is for okay. hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy reference clearly js has not read it uh i have not um i forget group will be there and i'm hoping to get everything soon to make him special for may the 4th says group yeah. that's awesome yes he's planning on doing a obi-wan Groot toby well he's, he's gonna, gonna be, be fireproof like, jedi he's gonna be a tree with a lightsaber like i feel like that's a real easy win for anybody with a lightsaber isn't it just like graze well, him i mean if he's fire. a jedi he's got like... force you know so you know who knows <clears throat> we'll see we'll you see. know who knows he's a living yeah, tree yeah. for crying out loud he is i'm just saying I feel like that's a really quick fight. Uh, I'll be there as a yeah. Jedi as well. And I'm going to have a spare lightsaber. I'm going to bring up my Jedi robe. So even if you're not coming in costume, if you want to get a picture as a Jedi, you can throw a robe on, you can light a lightsaber, and you can whack a tree if you want to. It's going to be good, clean, wholesome. F- I'm, I would suggest hitting Crazy Mike. That would be wonderful if you give him a couple whacks. He needs that shit in his life. But, you know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. There's I'll going like to be, it. guys, there's going to be some drinking. Not going to lie. There's a trivia at seven, but we're also going to be doing the podcast live from the venue at seven o'clock. So it's going to get a, we'll be there at three at a brewery and we're not podcasting till seven. Things are going to be a little spicy when we get onto the air at seven o'clock. So uh, get ready for that. You might be seeing us in a little bit of a different light. Yeah, and I don't know what we've got planned for that night, but you know, I think it's apparently uh, we got whack a tree for charity. Says uh, producer Jed. There you go. Not with my lightsaber. What are you doing? If the tree wow. starts to wobble, cut me off. <laughs> Weeble wobbles wobble, but they don't fall down. Well, whack a foam tree, sure. I'm good with that. Uh, yes. yes. Uh, actually, we do have. We're gonna have twenty uh, cute inflatable lightsabers 
uh that are you know you can't hurt anybody with so we're gonna have like 20 of those in case any kids come out we need to like get little led lights so we can throw on the inside of them them and then (laughs) you know just go nuts outside in the parking lot you know uh we're such children (laughs) hilarious so come on out guys it's going to be fun yeah it's gonna be amazing we're gonna have a good time we're going to london just for this um so it's gonna be fantastic um i am refinishing a helmet Oh, you can't really see it. it's too dark. Uh, yeah, Revan. Yeah. I can't wait. It's so dope. And by the way, for uh, my locals, uh, CK Expo, uh, the Geeks and Co. will not be there in force, but I will be there. I believe editor Megan is going to show up as well. Uh, I'll be hosting the cosplay contest. Uh, that is April 30th, uh, the Saturday. Uh, one day only. You got to make sure you pitch the podcast. Chatham Kent. So they have a podcast panel that they've invited me to participate in. I just, as long as it doesn't interfere with the hosting duties, I'm actually going to do that. So we'll talk, we'll talk, I'll be talking about the Geek Boutique for sure. So no question there. And just, you know, the geeks in general. I've got a bunch of promo material that I got from the last time we were all together. So I'll be handing some of that out. Uh, but yeah, it's CK Expo. It's a great con, good time. Cosplay contest is always fun and competitive. So make sure you're coming out for that if you're local to the area. I don't know, man. Is that, are we, are we done? I think we're done. I think that's about it i, I mean think that's good. we don't have any actual other uh, beans to spill this week so you know i think that's all the beans kids yeah big beans i big have a, beans. i have a new cosplay that i that i started to feature on my stories today uh you're welcome to take a look and guess uh, a whole bunch of people have guessed one that's wrong but it's an interesting guess uh thus far two people have guessed what it is that i'm going to be doing so check so out what my is, story. what's everybody guessing uh, everybody thinks I'm doing the tick, which, by the way, would be funny. I'd be, uh, I'd be hilarious. That would be, that would be hilarious. Uh, it is not the tick, unfortunately, guys. But uh, yeah, if you go check out my stories, Messiah Complex Cosplay on Instagram, uh, you can see I have uh, some headgear on, and you can, you can guess what it is I'm going to be doing with that headgear. Uh, yeah, just, I won't spoil just, it. Just some, just some, just some dumb fun. Just some. Dumb Should fun. I spoil it? Should I spoil it? No, I just said I just said they have to guess, and you're gonna. Do you want to spill more beans? Do you want to spill more beans? Why? Why are we? Why are we? All right, all right, fine. I think we'll cut it off here before I I actually tell everybody what's going on here. (laughs) Uh, Guys, if you're not following us here on YouTube, make sure you click that like and subscribe button. It really, really helps us out. It's 100 free, and if you click the notification bell, it'll always make sure you're notified anytime we go live or when we upload one of our videos, like our after shows. That's right. You don't know we have a Picard and Amando after show next week. Final episodes for both. Uh-huh. There'll be a little bit of a break until our next show. Yeah, next week. Uh, yeah, there was tears. tears. Yeah. I'm hoping there's not too many tears next week. But no, I'm pretty sure. Check out those shows. There's a bunch more videos coming, guys. Uh, that's, I think, going to be it for this I week. I think so, man. Yeah, well, make sure you yeah. stay geeky, everybody. We'll see you next week. Love you guys. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Geek Deek Podcast. Like always, if you prefer to listen to us, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. Now make sure you don't forget to click that like and subscribe button as well as the notification bell to make sure you never miss anything.